It's been another big year for Apple, and on this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we're going to talk about what left an impression on us. It's our Apple favorites of 2021, coming up on the podcast. Stay tuned. Before we get on with the show, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Ready to buy a new iPhone 13? You can save some money on that new iPhone by trading in your old phone for cash with Declutter. Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit macworld.com slash trade-in and use the code macworld10, that's macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade-in. That's macworld.com slash trade-in and use the code macworld10 for an extra 10% with Declutter. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So uh, the year is coming to a close, and that means the obligatory uh, year in review. Can we just get this out of the way now that uh, the, the polishing cloth is off limits in this, in this discussion? Best product of the year. <laughs> you know, I had mentioned in the uh, article on the site about this, about the year in review, that you know, uh, of course, it's sold. I don't know how many they made, but they sold out and it's back ordered and everything, which means, you know, there's going to be a Samsung cloth next year for, for like $25. <laughs> yeah, they made a Samsung made like a joke. And I don't know if it was an ad or, or a Twitter post or something saying like our product come with the with the apology code or something like that. But you're but you're right. Next next year they'll they'll, they'll try Right. That, that's the cycle of life. Like Apple does something outrageous and expensive and or anti consumer or something like that. Samsung makes fun of it and then they copy it next year. <laughs> they like the headphone jack, whatever. So a lot has happened this year. It's been a big year for Apple. And we thought on this show, we just talk about uh, some of the things that happened that struck a chord with us. Maybe they were our favorite things that Apple did over the uh, past year. So where should we get begin? Let's, let's start. I'll just pick Jason. Jason, do you have a product event thing that Apple did that kind of uh, stuck out in terms of 2021? I don't, I don't think there's a uh, one product so much as I'm going to say like this, this is probably the best year for the Mac in a really long time. The M1 chip got us excited last year, but those weren't really new Macs. Those were just like, well, it's the Mac you've known forever. It's just got really good efficiency, you know, just slapping the M1 in there. This year, they actually made new Macs with the chip in it. And both the iMac, like that's a complete overhaul for the iMac. Um, and, and I was really skeptical about these kind of light colors and, and bright colors and stuff, but I think it actually kind of works once we've seen it for a while. And then, you know, the MacBook Pro is just a, like a laundry list of stuff we've been asking for forever. It's like yeah. they, they really fully listened. Plus, they took that, that M1 to the next level with the, with the Pro and the Max. Really impressive silicon, but also impressive hardware in other ways. Display is killer. Gave us all our ports back. <laughs> MagSafe is back. You know, just just so many things that we've always wanted. And they didn't like do that, but then mess up some other real critical thing. Like do that, but then go back to the butterfly keyboard or anything. Like it's more expensive, 
<laughs> but you don't look at it and go like there's compromises. There's a, there's always things you'd wish they'd do, but you, you don't look at it and go like, ah. So I feel like this was kind of the Mac is back year. It's not like prohibitively expensive. It's a little more expensive than the counterpart, but it, the 13-inch. I mean, it's a lot more in some ways. Yeah, like the 13-inch Pro and the versus the 14. Well, the 13-inch the, the Intel Pro, which was their high-end machine that they kept around after the yeah. M1, that was 18. So for 2000, you're getting a better processor at a bigger screen. You know, that, that, uh, that tracks I, for I me. think to get the same SSD and stuff, didn't we check it out and it's like 2200 or something? Maybe a little bit. Like another four dollars or $500 or something to, to get the same storage and all that other stuff. I mean, you're getting 16 gigs of RAM, I think 512. So it's... it's yeah, I know, think it's, to do that with the Intel one, yeah, it came out to uh, considerably more. I mean, yeah, you like I said, you're getting a lot more for it. It's yeah. not crazy. The bottom price is now 2000 and the bottom price on the old MacBook Pro, and that's because they got they switched the the cheap one not to the M1. Um, you used to be able to, to come in at like 1299 or something. And it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, but those were never like pro like super like the the pro models really started at like 18 or 2. And the 16 was, I think, 23. So now it's 25. So yeah, they're a little more. Yeah. I think it's more than a little more. But you do get a lot more for it. But they raised that floor. The cost of entry is higher. I'm not really complaining about it a lot because it's like, you see where the money goes, especially with that display and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it was really a Mac is back kind of year. Uh, and I think um, Mac OS feeds into that too. Uh, last year's Mac OS felt like they really didn't know about how they're blending some of these new iOS features with Mac OS. And I felt like they gave us a lot more of that this year. I feel like control panels better this year. Uh, people aren't using it well. There needs to be more work on that framework, but control panels are right there. They gave us shortcuts. Some more of the Mac OS apps feel like better versions. They're finding the right line between, is it just an old Mac app or is it, a bad iPad app stuck on the Mac. They're they're finding that right balance of making it new and then and the new format, but still feel like a Mac app. So it's getting better. And the future we haven't gotten yet, uh, universal control really kind of puts those two things together, those those two worlds together in a way that's unique and different. And just multiple Macs. If you have your desktop and right. your laptop Mac, you know, yeah. uh, that it's a wireless KVM switch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm reserving judgment on that because the fact that it's been so delayed, maybe it's going to be a technical mess when it shows up. To me, that's that was my big bullet point for the years. It's, it's a Mac is back kind of year. Yeah, I mean, you can argue that the Mac was the real, like only shining star. Not that the Apple released crap, but... Hmm. The Mac was the one in my mind that stood out when I was doing it. I didn't pick a Mac because I assumed Roman would. Now I'm curious to see what Roman picks. <laughs> you saw his thunder. But yeah, the 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 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro are awesome. Like Jason said, a little little more expensive, but I think the people that are going to buy them aren't going to complain about that price because you're really getting it's not just an Apple tax. Like you're getting more power, more performance. Especially if next year they update the the MacBook Air with a new design. Yep. And it fills in a, a lower price tier and gives us some of this stuff, you know, then yeah. I, I feel like that'll be, it'll, it'll be a clearer price strata. I don't like the gap now between like a Mac M1 MacBook Air and the 
MacBook Pro now, but I think that gap is temporary. There's a strategy here that's not really visible unless you're following all those rumors because it is. It's like a thousand dollar gap between the Air and the and the and the the higher end Pro. That's a that's a that's a wide margin. You could buy two Airs for less than the price of one Pro. It's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely been an exciting year for the Mac. The the thing that uh, kind of struck me is that you know when the M1 came out November of 2020. You know, it gave us an idea of what could happen. But what's great about the new MacBook Pro and the M1 Max and M1 Pro isn't just that it's the next iteration of the processor, but it kind of gives us an idea of what we could see coming yeah. up from Apple. Sure. Because that was kind of a, an unknown thing. You know, we could take guesses as to where Apple could go with its M processors, but but the release of the M1 Pro and the M1 Max gives us a better idea of what they can do, where they can go, what we'll see in like in the Mac Pro next year, uh, what we can see in the M2. So to me, that's a big deal in that, you know, you get a better idea of what we're in for. And it, it feels like the first like real Apple Silicon Mac processor that's its own standalone thing and is not going to be like an iOS counterpart. Like this is a Mac thing. Yeah, they did put the, they put the M1 in the iPad Pro and that makes sense because the M1 is what we would have gotten from an A14X right? if they had made one. It's the same sort of leap in cores and memory bandwidth and all that stuff. So yeah, the, the M1 Pro and M1 Max, it really feels like this can't go in a tablet. This is not, this This is made for Max. And, and it's, yeah, very interesting to me from that. It was probably the biggest surprise of the year too, because we we read a ton of rumors about what we thought was an M1X chip. No right. one really talked about like splitting up the the Mac, like they were, you know, maybe there's GPU options. Like we didn't know. Yeah, we figured there'd be one new chip, and it would be uh, an M1X or something. And and there might be like versions with fewer cores. The the thing that we got two of them with different capabilities, somewhat, you know, different GPUs, different uh, memory bandwidth and stuff. The, the Max has double the uh, video encoders and stuff. That that was pretty unique, yeah. Unexpected and unique. And I love it when Apple is able to surprise us because these days there's such an industry around being able to predict what <laughs> Apple does that nothing's a surprise anymore. Nothing big anyway. So I bought an iPhone 13 Pro Max this year. And the thing that I'm really, really loving is this 120 hertz refresh rate mm-hmm. on the phone this this is my favorite thing from apple this year is that promotion refresh rate on the phone mm-hmm. i just totally love it it's it's so awesome i'm glad they brought that to the macbook pro i hope we start to see it in a lot of other macs yeah. it needs a little bit better software because there's some wonkiness with like where it doesn't work right and stuff I think they're improving. I think they improved one of the Safari problems already. It could be a little better, but that just in general, just going out of getting out of that 60 hertz lock and going both ProMotion, both high refresh rate, but variable refresh rate. Right. Just, right. just awesome. Let's, let's see that all across Apple's products. Yeah, I, I think we will. Um, and I agree. Uh, the, so when it came to the iPad, it was nice. Personally, I didn't notice it as much on the iPad. Maybe it's just the way it's used. You don't because there's more in the screen, so you're not scrolling as often or as regular or as quickly. And I, but I agree, Roman. Then on the phone, it's extremely noticeable. And going from a from the iPhone 13, the iPhone 13 Pro, 
is extremely noticeable. And it makes the, the, the non-pro seem like, you know, almost like sticky when you're scrolling. I don't think it's a thing that people would necessarily buy the phone for, but when they get it, they're going to notice the difference. Uh, I've heard it described as when you get it, you don't really notice or care. And then you go back to using an old iPhone for some reason. You grab somebody else's iPhone or you go back and use it and you're like, ew, what's wrong with this? <laughs> And I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. Like when I first got my iPhone 13 Pro, I'm like, yeah, you know, because everything's already smooth and fast. And I had an iPhone 12 and everything was like buttery smooth anyways. And it felt it it wasn't that night and day difference until I went back. And then I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> what's wrong with this thing? Or, or if you if you hit an app that doesn't use it, like it's it's noticeable. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. That's a that's a huge like the camera's great. Macro mode is fantastic. There's a lot of great things about the iPhone 13, but that that's the best. And it will be nice when Apple brings it to the iMac. The larger screen iMac is the rumor for next year, and um, the MacBook Air as well. Like you said, the the Macs being the only sort of standout star, I, I think is true. Not just the MacBook Pro, but the iMac too. But the iPhone 13 was really good lineup. It was just yeah. kind of expected, right? Right. Uh, the thing that I loved about it is that everything in the lineup got a, a big boost in battery life. Whenever I go around and do something, somebody asked me what I do for a living. Like I just had my eyes examined, my eye doctor, what do you do for a living? And I tell them I work for Macworld, so I test Apple products all day and stuff. And everybody always goes, oh, should I get the new iPhone? Like <laughs> e inevitably. And you guys are laughing yes. because this happens to you constantly yep. too, right? And then, and then I'm like, well, you know, you shouldn't get a new iPhone every year unless you really know you want to. But like, uh, how's your iPhone? And then they say something like, oh, I have an iPhone 8. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and I always I always tell them, well, yeah, new iPhones can be super faster and the batteries and the phones, the uh, camera's going to be a lot better and stuff. But and then I tell them, like, you know, the battery's going to last literally twice as long as your iPhone 8, probably more because your phone's old, too. But even if your phone was new, like it's going to last twice as long as when your phone was new and everybody's jaw drops. And that's the thing, the thing that they want more than anything else. Uh -huh. They don't need a faster phone. Their phone's just like old and crunky and they just want a new one. And when you tell them how much better the battery life has gotten over the years, because it was took a big leap this year, but it got better last year and it got better the yeah, year before that. Yeah, it was that. significant. Yeah, like an hour each year or so. Yeah. It's doubled over the last like four years. Sure. And and so a lot of people out there are rocking four year old phones. I was going to say we 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 are we're kind of spoiled here at MacWorld yeah. because we get them every year and we test them every year. And you know the iPhone 13 didn't seem like a big deal for us. It really isn't, but it, as a whole. And for the for the landscape for the industry and for people upgrading from anything other than an iPhone 12, it's it's significant, you know, a, a tremendous upgrade. It's just, you know, it's another iPhone. And it's the it's the biggest leap in battery life they've done in a while. I mean, you kind of like the performance is lost on you at this point compared to last year's phone. Uh, and the camera improvements are better, but expected and not that big a deal. But like everybody loves another hour of battery life. Like nobody doesn't recognize and need it and want it. And yes, please. And it never goes backwards. So that's the kind of thing that I'm really looking forward to. There's no way the iPhone 14 can come out and have meaningfully shorter battery life. A few minutes maybe, but you know, they'll call it 10 hours or something again or something, but it's not, there's no, there's no way it comes out and we test it and it's back 20% 
less right. to like an iPhone 12. So they're setting a new bar and I love that. I just love because everyone wants battery life. Yep. Yeah, this is definitely, this is, this is the new baseline. Like I don't think there'll be a jump until like the iPhone 19 or 20. Yeah, who knows? It'll, 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 it'll be incremental. Uh, but yeah, they, they reached a point. Maybe the iPhone 13 will get better when they uh, give that promotion. But I yeah. think that the, this kind of all day battery life, like I used to kind of say that with caveats. Yeah. Like it's all day. If you don't use it that heavy, if you aren't using navigation, if you aren't streaming music, I took the iPhone 13 pro on a trip this weekend and I didn't need a charger at all. Uh, Friday to Sunday morning. Yeah. I, just, I didn't need it. And I use my phone a lot. Yeah. Idle, it's, idle, it's that good. Idle battery life has, has for a long time now gotten better. But like, yeah. if you have an iPhone eight, the battery drain when your phone's in sleep for, you know, sitting on your desk and sleep for four hours before you pick it up is considerably more. It's almost nothing now. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that kind of thing is huge. Uh, I, I think the next big interesting thing is going to be seeing how Apple can add some sort of always on display. And, you know, the iPhone doesn't need yearly breakthroughs like Apple's going to sell what 50 million of them this quarter it's funny i ha- i i uh a billion of them a billion <laughs> or forbes a billion billion switches yeah the um i i teach a, a baseball clinic in the winter and i was using my phone last week to to track uh, kids running from second base to to home and like every other kid was like oh was that the iphone 13 first of all i was thinking like it needs like eight nine and ten year olds like i'm thinking how the, how the heck do you know that but it's so ubiquitous and it's such a thing that, that it, you know, Apple does, it, it doesn't need to be a major change. It just needs to be another phone every year. And yeah. Apple does a great job of doing that, continuing, you know, giving you just enough mm-hmm. where it's different and new and people want it, but also not giving you too much where if you bought an iPhone 12, you're like, like, all right, I'm okay with waiting. Another year. I, I, Apple, especially as they move more into services and, consider the longevity of their products and the the environmental impact of that and everything. I think they're fine with everybody hanging on to their iPhone for three years, four years, Mm -hmm. and then upgrading. And then it's a huge upgrade for you. As long as when you do that upgrade, you upgrade to an iPhone. (laughs) Like as long as you don't switch, they're they're cool. As long as you're locked in. Yeah. I would assume there's very few, probably more going from Android to iPhone. But I don't. I honestly don't think there's many switchers in either direction anymore. I think people are pretty locked into what they. For, uh, yeah, what I think they use. for the most part, yeah. I, think I mean, I, there are some. There are some. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, how many years has it been? 12, 13, 15 years for the iPhone. I think. I think people know what they like and know what they're using. Definitely true in this country. I think there are other places around the world where people are using Android phones because it's what's in their price range. Sure. And as either as iPhones become more affordable or as they get to be able to afford a more expensive phone, it's like, I just never could afford an iPhone before. And that's where Apple's seeing their growth is in Mm -hmm. that, in that market that can finally afford an iPhone, like growing. And that's where, again, we'll get into this next week, but the iPhone SE two is going to be huge for that huge. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the, the, the younger generation. They all they all want they all want iPhones. Like it hasn't lost its cool factor yet. No. We'll continue with the show in a moment. First, a word from our sponsor. Declutter is a fast, free, and environmentally friendly way to sell your mobile phone, iPad, Apple Watch, and much more. 
Visit macworld.com slash trade in to get cash for your device and use the code macworld10, that's macworld10, to get 10% extra on your trade in. Declutter. It's smart for you, smart for the planet. Now, back to the show. Uh, mine is the iPad Mini. The iPad, the iPad Pro is nice. It's fine. You know, the, 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 uh, what is it? The mini LED display, the XDR, super XDR, whatever they call it. Super liquid retina XDR turbo hybrid fighting edition. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I, in, in, to my eyes, if I compare it to last year's pro or last, you know, the previous gen pro, it's really hard to tell that there is a, unless I'm in a super dark room watching an HDR movie or something, but it's good. The M1 chip is good, but the iPad mini is like, it's literally the iPad I've wanted for like eight years. Perfect size, perfect processor, perfect design. Like it's, it's really nice. My favorite feature is that is the volume controls where they work depending on how you're holding it. So you don't have to look, all right, I'm holding it here. So this is up and this is down. Like no matter where you are, it's, it's logically up. They, 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 they remap themselves. But it's a it's a fantastic device. I would recommend it to anyone right now who doesn't like unless you really want that pro experience with the keyboard and all that stuff. Um, I think it's better than the Air, even though it, the screen's a little bit smaller. It's still comfortable to use to watch movies, to play games, yeah. and all these things that you need to do with it. it has a better processor, um, USB C. It has all everything that you can. There's nothing I would want from an upgrade for the first time ever with the Mini. Like there was always something stopping me from buying. Like I've never bought one. Right. The, like it was either a little bit too expensive or it had an old processor or it's still now, you know, the, the latest generation had the old design. There was always something wrong with it, but I always wanted one. Yeah. And now th- this is this is the one that I would recommend to anybody who wants an iPad. Yeah, the the price went up a little, but it's it is every it's it's kind of like you said, it's everything we want. It a lot like the MacBook Pro. It's kind of everything we we went, yeah. wanted. It's by making the bezels slimmer, they really gave you a, a considerable boost in screen real estate without making yeah. it bigger, which is the critical yeah. thing, which is so much better for like reading certain kinds of materials, especially things like like comics or something like that, or watching mm-hmm. movies, reading books. It's always been good for putting touch ID in the home button. It's just right. I mean, yeah. face ID is nice and everything, but, and they gave us that, it, it does have that 12 megapixel front camera with the center stage, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they, they did that, you know, uh, yeah, like you said, USB-C, the processor's right. It's, yep. it's probably going to be this for three more years. They're probably which not going to update it for which three is, more which years. Which I, th- I think it's okay. But, you know, by 2023, maybe late 2023, it'll start to feel a little bit older, but like even the iPad Air right now would be fine if not for the iPad Mini because it's still good. But now yeah. the iPad Mini has the better camera, has the better processor. Uh, I would I would push someone to that instead of the Air buying an older generation Air. Mm-hmm. But um, the the main thing that frustrates me about the iPad line, if we're going to get into just dis- 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 disappointments, is how scattered everything seems. A little bit, yeah. Like it, the updates are all over the place. So now you have the mini that's better than the air, even though they should be exactly the same. I, I don't, and they always they seem to be doing this for every, like for since the the dawn of the iPad, it, it's never had like a set schedule. Yeah, it needs to be a little more regular, right? Yeah, it, it's it needs to. It would be nice if, and some of the things don't need to be updated every year. Like the base model iPad, like I would say. Let's take the base model iPad and the iPad mini. And those are the the ones that get every other year updates like the sure. iPhone SE. They don't need everything. And it's at the same time, the spring or whatever. 
And then the pros and the air get updated every year and they at least get the the fastest processor or whatever, you know, kind of. Yeah. Right. Those three should, should be the best of their class. Yeah. And then right. The other two don't have to be the the iPad, the the lower end iPad, they update every year now. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a, and it's the, it doesn't need to, and it's the lamest update, right? Right. Like this year is a new processor, but who, who wants, who cares if you're buying that iPad, do you need the latest processor? I don't think so. Well, not compared to like last year's, like it's always kind of like the last year's processor, but being one gen back versus being two gens back. Like it's not a big deal. And especially at yeah. that price and stuff. The only thing I would want in an in a mini update earlier than the next couple of years would be promotion. That would be great. Sure. Other than that, yeah, they they're good. They nailed it. And for disappointments, yeah, the the regular iPad is long overdue for an update. They at least need to get rid of the big home button bezels thing and just put like the touch ID in the side button thing and just yeah. do that. <laughs> that then they can finally get rid of the like the Apple pencil. But not the new Apple pencil. Yeah, the old, yeah, the, that's the, that's the most confusing thing. Ever. <laughs> two two Apple pencils that are just called that are Apple called pencil. the same thing, and you have to know exactly which one you want. Because... Right, they're completely incompatible and all that. Right. Just, it's, it's not like it's an upgrade. You're right. They need so they could get rid of that, and yeah. But that's we're looking at late 22 because we they just updated the iPad. Right. Yeah. It's so it's going to be at yeah. least late 22. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Apple Watch was. It felt like they couldn't get this year's Apple Watch together, so they just kicked out what they had ready to go because <laughs> they had to do an update. Like yeah, it's not different at all, except the screen's just a tiny bit bigger, slightly bigger. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird that we had so many rumors about the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. the new design and bigger battery, and this new chip, uh, the, the the new system uh, system in place design, so they could fit more room inside. There was so many rumors, and none of them happened. Yeah. <laughs> None of them except for the screen big, being bigger. Except, right. The, which, it's not that big a deal. It's nice. It's not that it's big a, a deal. The be- bezels are slimmer. Yeah. You know, as a percentage basis, it just kind of, it reaches the edges of the watch a little more, whatever. Right. It's Yeah. yeah. They, we, you know, we have comparison shots in our review and it's, you can see and tell. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to tell day to day on your wrist. It, it's, it's good when something is very, difference. when you have a very small touch target. It's good they're a little bigger. That's where I notice it. Like when I have to type in my passcode or something on there, okay. yeah. that that's a little easier. If they were ever going to skip a year with the Apple Watch, this would have been a year to do it. Or they should have called it the iPhone, I mean, iPhone, the Apple Watch Series 6 Plus or Series 6S or something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a Series 7 at all. Yeah. Um, Really disappointed. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's 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 fine if you're if you're buying one, it's the same price as a six, and you're getting a little bit more. Yeah, so it, that, that's fine. It's not a worse product in any way, but it's just not better enough for them to be like, here's a whole, here's the Series Seven. Yeah, Roman, what disappointed you this year besides the Apple Watch? We because we, we just blabbed on about it. Uh, even though I am not invested in it, the fact that nothing really happened with the HomePod line, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got new colors. That, that's about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got new colors. New colors. Yes, <laughs> but nothing else. Yeah, I agree. And- yeah, they killed the big HomePod, and they went all in on the small one, which we we all kind of think is a good product at its price. It is, but um, yeah. but yeah, that that's it. Feels like that that can't be their whole strategy here. And so we don't know what's going on with that product line what their presence is going to be. It's just totally stagnant. And as far as we know, that HomePod mini, I mean, maybe it's selling, but it's not, it's not threatening the other competitors. Well, no, they're all coming in at $49 and stuff. Yeah. 
giving them away free when you buy other things and stuff. I mean, you you can argue that the entire smart speaker landscape kind of stalled in 2022. There wasn't anything that was like blow away. Alexa, Google Assistant, they still do the same stuff right? Uh, as good or bad as they did before. Oh, but Amazon announced a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I'll be be getting none none of those. Thank you. I don't even know if they'll ever ship that. They got so soundly panned for that. Yeah, and they, they do a lot of that stuff where they'll announce something and it won't. They, there's a drone that you still can't buy from like a year and a half ago that they uh, they they announce stuff. Amazon is the antithesis of Apple's no for every yes thing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a yes for every no. Or I'm sorry, a, a thousand yeses for every no. That's what it is. Good. There were these rumors about like Apple maybe doing a soundbar with HomePod and like Apple TV built in or something like that. And that that seems to be like a good logical place for them to go. Sure. Because now they're just not competing with every other Google home. Right. And, and Alexa, Alexa kind of has that kind of thing. And there's a lot of things with Alexa built in, but that's seems like something where they could overlap existing products and services in a smart way. And I think that would be a smart product for them to make. Call it home bar or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's also rumors of like like an iPad screen with the home pod speaker attached to it that's like a like a home a smart display for your bedroom or your kitchen or something. Apple blew it so bad with yeah. they were so late to the smart speaker. <clears throat> and then when they got there, everybody else was doing smart speakers with screens to do video calling. And Apple was is so far ahead on with with FaceTime, that's almost like a brand name for video calling someone now. Yeah, for sure. It is. Uh, you know, and especially before Zoom, it was it was like that's how what that's what it meant when you video called someone, right? And they would have been so far ahead of this if they could have just put FaceTime on a screen. <laughs> but all the t- like, all the tech is there. Like they have yeah. Center Stage, they have the HomePod Mini, they have an iPad Mini. Just slap them together and sell it. Like right. that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, just just put iMessage and and FaceTime and a, yeah. and a screen on there. Uh, your weather widget, you know, a couple of widgets. And, uh, w- what the screen does the rest of the time can, who knows? It just, I, I have a Google Next on my shelf. It just shows like cycles through photos and it shows the time and the weather. That's all That's all it needs to do when you're not using it. Yeah. It's simple. I mean, the, Apple would have a lot of work to do in what is the screen, like all of the uh, Siri things you do on your HomePod, all the, the HomeKit kind of stuff. Now it has to display something on the screen when you say all those things. Yeah. So there's a lot of like sort of interface sure. work they have to do. Yeah, and there's there's like occasional job postings for something called Home OS. Like they're there's they're thinking about this stuff. Yeah, but but thinking but about it, late, it's like they're late now. Yeah, yeah, they're late now. And yeah, if they came out with it now, they'd be late. And they had yeah. the opportunity to own this whole category if they had just sure. like been on it five years ago. Or even three years ago, <laughs> they could have waited till Amazon did it, and then but they waited until Amazon did it, and everyone else did it, and then Amazon did it again and again and again, and then they did it. Yeah, I mean, there's always this talk of the ecosystem with the iPhones and iPads and Macs and iCloud and stuff, but then there's this whole gaping hole. And they do like the the smart, uh, what is it, the 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 home hub stuff? Like that's, home that's good. Like they, like yeah. like they have good stuff there. It's just not a unified, centralized, friendly platform. I have one more, one more gripe. Good. Yeah. The airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I update AirPods at all? It's until it's so like hard. It, they they decide the, themselves to update. I can't update <laughs> the damn things. 
It's just it's just a mystery. Maybe maybe they'll update if I leave them here and I, and I yeah. leave them in the case. Maybe they won't. Yeah, just put them in the case, plug them in. Uh, it helps to 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 make them kind of register, like like have your phone on and, and open the case near them so that your the yeah, little battery thing that. pops up. But yeah. all of this, all of this, all it does is like maybe you'll get it today if you do all this right, stuff. Right. <laughs> Every other device I have, iPhone, iPad, Mac, here, there's, you better update. They, like Every 30 minutes, it tells me I need to update. AirPods <laughs> is like, well, maybe. Maybe today, maybe next month. <laughs> yeah. Keep checking back. It can, be, it can be a long time, too. Yeah. That's my, that's my, that's my grievance. Fix that, <laughs> Apple, please. Okay. I, I, I might be inciting some anger here or something, but um, <laughs> I just thought the second, second season of Ted Lasso was just okay. How dare you <laughs> I, I liked it a lot but i do think the first season was better. i i agree i i actually agree that the first season was better some of that may come from the fact that it was a surprise mm-hmm, maybe yeah um, like we know like it came out of nowhere we we apple certainly didn't push it as the next big giant hit like they they advertise it like they do all their shows but nothing right. they were pushing other stuff a lot more uh and nobody expected it to be just as watchable as it is uh same same issue i had with morning show season two good but first season was way better although i think this season of c was better than the first they still don't have that like mega monster hit like like stranger things or something but they're they're getting there shrink shrink next door is my current favorite apple tv show uh paul 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 yeah yeah, he's 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 brilliantly despicable (laughs) (laughs) i actually I think Will Ferrell does a great job too. Just yeah, being great too. just such a pushover and wallflower, yep. and so it's yep. just so it's against type for him in a in a way. But he really like embodies yeah, but, this uh, character. Uh, both of them are playing very out of character roles, and they're they're both they're both good at it. Like it's not so out of character where you don't recognize them. No, right. but it's putting them in a different light, and it's 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 very good. My my wife gave up on that show because it makes her feel too anxious <laughs> she's like <laughs> there's a lot of that because you know what's coming and right. you see these people and and it just you feel too bad for them and it's like watching a, a train wreck in slow motion and she's like i can't do it i it makes me feel completely nervous and anxious to watch this show you have it, to watch it, does, it without it, me there's a there's a lot of yelling at the screen when you're like no no don't do that yeah it's that kind of thing she can't do it yeah. so she's like all right I, I, she, she, she went about four episodes in and just tapped out and said, "Like you have to watch this without me." <laughs> it, it, it's, it's gotten much worse since episode four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, do you want? To bring, I, I will not talk about clips. <laughs> <laughs> did they do anything with clips? I, yeah, wasn't there an update? Do a, this there was an update like <laughs> late summer, I think. Okay. Apple hasn't dropped me any uh, PR about it. They, they, they put more so. effort into clips than they do Siri. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way sometimes. I'll, I'll say this. You know what? Honestly, uh, iOS uh, 15, finally some Siri improvements that we really wanted. Like yeah. the, like a lot of the offline stuff. Yeah. Like it, it actually does things offline that you can be offline for and does the voice processing offline if you have a modernish iPhone. And also, Yeah. They need, they need to do a lot more, a lot faster, but it feels like it's not so stagnant. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 772. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. 
Thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast on the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. Mm-hmm.